Welcome to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that Jesus is needed and relevant for people in Vancouver today. The message of God's love and promise of wholeness was destined to be experienced within a faith community that worships, studies scripture, and prays together. We warmly welcome you to journey with us towards greater connection, purpose, and peace. We'll be sharing our recorded services and conversations with health and wellness experts. Enjoy. All right. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Happy Sabbath when it comes. Um, so could I go ahead and share my story? Yes. All right. So I was born legally blind. And legally blind simply means they will not give me a driver's license. That never stopped me from driving. I said that at a church. The pastor snatched the mic. He's like, please tell us the street and the time you'll be driving. Um, pastor Rhoda, I am so grateful that you invited me into your space, into your living room, to share the love that I have received from Christ. Um, so back to my blind stories, right? So um, on the West Coast, we're in Victoria, and my wife, Elizabeth, decides to take me whale watching don't ask me why but she decided to take me whale watching uh, and the guy on the little um cruise ship or what do you call it tour boat he's like well anyone if you don't see a whale today you're gonna get half of your money back i'm like that's me baby that's me right there half of my money back so i'm, I'm i want to share like um pastor Rhoda said i'll be talking about um a new story that healed my hurting heart and so if you don't mind i'm gonna get a little deep but the pastor said we're gonna the pastor told me we're gonna have a jam session after now now pastor Rhoda, when you said jam session i felt a little misled because the only thing that started running through my mind was drop it like it's hot pop it like it's hot i started thinking of all those hip-hop songs but i knew she meant a rap session i had to take it in context right so I'm originally from the island of Trinidad. I was so happy to see another island man in Alston um, and some South Americans in Raf and Raquel. Um, so I'm from Trinidad and usually people hear my accent and you know where they think I'm from? Anybody want to guess in North America? Think I'm from? They hear my accent? You know where they think I'm from? They say you're from Jamaica, man. I said, no, I'm not from Jamaica. I'm from, I'm from Trinidad. And then they'd be like, what part of Jamaica is that? Well, it's the northern part of Jamaica. That's where Trinidad is, the northern part. All right. So I, um, so I shared about being born blind. And during my teenage years, I would say was some of my most awful, ugliest period in my life. And it was some of my most ugliest period because throughout those years, I slept on the floor on a little sleeping bag in the corner of a room slept on the floor um, my clothes was in a garbage bag and it, it damaged me it damaged me because I, I said to myself who sleeps on floors but bums and, and, and my clothes is in the garbage bag it must mean I'm a nobody and, and it's, it's amazing. It, it, it damaged me and it filled me with a lot of self-hate, right? Because saying to myself, I'm a nobody, I'm a bum, how far do you think that, that, that got me, right? I, I poisoned my heart. I poisoned my soul. And I started believing that I did not deserve happiness. So I said, you know, I don't deserve happiness. 
People like me who are blind don't deserve happiness. If you have a physical challenge like me, I don't deserve happiness. So, so what did I do? What did I do? I, I, I never got good jobs. I always settled for less than. I always hung out with the wrong crowd because, I mean, I'm a loser. What do you want me to do? I'm going to hang out with other losers. That's just what people who don't deserve do right and when it came to like dating i remember one girl actually expressed interest in me i'm like something is wrong with her if you can like broken me you must be jacked up that's how bad it was and and, and, and look it was so bad my soul was filled with so much hate so much self-loathing that 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 even when i was graduating with a doctorate i mean come on you think that would cure something right that should have built my self-esteem how many people right has doctorates in the world worse yet how many minorities has doctorates oh back up scratch that how many physically challenged minorities has doctorates i am like i'm a one percenter but i still felt like like total garbage and my sister calls me and she's like are you going to celebrate are you going to celebrate your 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 doctoral graduation you have you know the gps says you have arrived She's like, you have arrived. You're going to celebrate? I'm like, for what? I'm not going to celebrate. Well, because again, I, I don't deserve happiness. I don't deserve to be celebrated. Well, why would I do such a stupid thing? You know? And she's like, no, no, I have six sisters. And I, so I grew up with some really tough woman. So my sister, my sister is talking to me. And she's like, boy. I, I just switched to Trini for you guys. She's like, boy, do you want me to come through this phone and choke you? And as soon as they invent that technology, I would be dead. I just want you all to know that. So I, I'm like, why are you acting like that? What is there to celebrate? She's like, you know what? And, and she opened my eyes to something I never thought about. She said to me, she's like, I wonder if sleeping on the floor when you were growing up has still affected you and made you feel like you you're undeserving of being celebrated i'm like wow that's interesting and I, I never thought about that you know i'm like well how how and it's it's amazing how self-hate and self-loathing works you could accomplish so much right like i said a, a doctorate a couple of masters right have done so well and, and yet still i walked around life um not only i mean i would light I, I, would, I would order several cakes, light a lot of candles, and throw several pity parties. Because I was garbage. I was trash. I was a nobody. I just don't deserve anything good. So she threatened me, and I decided to have this graduation to celebrate my accomplishment. Let me tell you guys something. It totally transformed my life. I have to give Otto a shout out for making, making sure my mic worked well. Robert told me to shout him out. You know, but let me tell you something. It totally transformed my life. I, I got up to speak, right? Well, first of all, I was kind of shocked. Over 100 people flew from different parts of the world to celebrate little old garbage me. I got up to speak. And this is the first time my church saw me publicly showing emotions like that i got up to speak and i just started to weep I, I i i couldn't speak i just started to cry and you know why i wept 
I wept because for the first time in my life, I believed I deserved to be loved. For the first time in my life, I believed I deserved to be celebrated. And, 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 and as, as I was preparing this talk, I was like, but what, what happened in that moment that shifted your perspective? It didn't change that you were sleeping on the floor. It didn't change the, how you were scarred by sleeping on the floor. What happened? How come you, 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 you opened yourself up to, to love, um, to, 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 to the wind of being celebrated that you finally deserve? You, you, know what, you, you know what did it? I started seeing my life through the eyes of people who cared for me. I started looking at my life through the eyes of people who loved me. Because they, they, they look, if, if, if they could spend a couple of hundreds of dollars, if they could take time off from their jobs, just for this three hour program to say to me, Dex, you're worthy. And, and, and you, you know why I wept too? A, a, bunch of, a, bunch of, a bunch of my members because um, I've been pastoring like about three years or so and a bunch of my members got up and they started talking about how I impacted their life how, how the, the ways they used to live before that, that my, my, my love for them just totally radically reformed how they saw themselves I'm like wait, wait if, if I could help them to see themselves differently I'm like dude what's up with that what is wrong with you you know and it just changed my life and I want to say, you know, um, that's, that's part of where healing begins. When you can start seeing your life, seeing your worth through the eyes of people who think incredible things of you. Yes. So, so watch this, watch this, watch this. The, the, as, as, as I looked back at my teenage years, because, you know, at some point in your life, you don't want to settle with being broken. At some point in your life, you don't, want to, you don't want to be at peace with being an emotional wreck. And I wanted healing. You know, that started a journey for me. I'm like, wow, they could love me like this. And, and, and Tess, it, it, it just really stirred my heart. If they could love me like this, then there must be something worth loving. And I need to tap into that for myself also. So I, I started going back to the darkness of those teenage years, sleeping on the floor, my clothes in a garbage bag. And it hit me, wait, dude, you're from the islands. We have all slept on the floor at one point or the other. Not only that, when you go camping, where, where do you sleep? On a queen size? Except you're renting one of those condos in the Okanagan, you know what I mean? No. You sleep on the floor. So, 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 so if, if, if so many of my, of my island peeps, they slept on the floor, if, if, when we go camping, we go wilderness camping, we, I mean, we're on the floor. Why would sleeping on the floor be such a big deal for you? And, and it, it hit me like a ton of brick, man. The thing that damaged me, the thing that crushed my spirit and filled me with so much of self-hate and self-loathing was not sleeping on the floor. It was not having my clothes in a garbage bag you know what it was you know well, you know what it was raise your hands if you know no no don't raise your hands that won't help me sorry y'all are y'all are messing me up don't do that uh no it was what i said about sleeping on the floor to myself it's what i said to myself about having my clothes in a garbage bag 
I said to myself, because I slept on the floor, I'm a bum. I could have said I'm camping. I said to myself, because my clothes are in the garbage bag, that I'm trash. So I had to do, I had to do three things that, that helped me to create a new story. And, and you know, all of us have talked hate into our own lives. The, 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 the issue is, 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 is not what happened to you, but it's your interpretation of what happened to you. The issue is not the problem, but, but, but it's what you make of the problem. And listen, you're talking to a guy who's born blind, right? Who, who's had to struggle and grope in darkness and who's had to make it in spite of all the odds stacked up against him. And then read this in a book, right? It's what I've lived. So it's not what, it's, it's not what you're going through, but it's, 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 it's what you make of it. It's, it's what you tell yourself about what you're going through. So, so the, the three things I discovered about creating a new story that could heal our hurting hearts. The first thing is we have to distinguish between story and fact. Could you all tell me what I just said? Between? All right, help me one more time. Between? Yeah, you all were not on cue, but I work with you tonight. Story and fact. Now, let me ask you all. Help me with this. I, I, I slept on the floor. Was that story or fact? That was a fact. Um, because I slept on the floor, I'm a bum. I'm a nobody. Story or fact? Story. I made that up. Bum didn't happen to me. I created that. You know, as human beings, we are meaning makers. We create meaning for everything. Yeah? So, so my clothes was in the garbage bag. Story or fact? That's a fact. But dude, if your clothes is in the garbage bag, you must be trash. Story or fact story. it's a story so you think about your life you got divorced what does that mean damaged that's a story yeah you 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 touch inappropriately what does that mean you're broken you're soiled that's story that's not fact and 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 and, 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 and we, we remain broken when we aren't able to distinguish between story and fact so you go to the movies right you go to the movies and and um somebody died and you're crying no no did they really die no they got rich somebody paid them they didn't die and, and what's what's kind of crazy right here what's kind of crazy is 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 before the movie began and even at the end, there is something called credits, right? And, and, and you, you see there's a person called a producer, a director, and those people who play those various roles, what do you call them again? You call them actors, but you cried! You cried, why? Because in that moment, you couldn't distinguish between story, between story and fact. So from the time I was able to distinguish, okay, so that was story, I made that up. And I, as I said, we're always making up stuff. You can't silent the voice in your head from making up stuff. The people who try to silent that voice, they're on drugs. That's what they do to silence it. You can't silent that voice. It's just in all of us. And you're not crazy because there's a voice in your head telling you mess about what happened to you. It's just part of living on a broken planet. Right? Right? Good, good, good. Y'all are not making eye contact with me. I told Pastor Rhoda, you know, in homiletics class uh, at the seminary, 
the professors, man, they're like, make eye contact with your audience. I'm like, dude, you're crushing me right now. <laughs> that is so unfair. Yeah, so, 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 we, 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 and what is sad is too often we spend so much of our lives repeating the stories that we create as if they are fact. And it keeps us broken, it keeps us hurting, it keeps us um, holding on to grudges and resentment and unforgiveness. It damaged our lives, man. Look, 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 it's years it took me. Years where I stayed in this broken state. It, it, it damaged my life. So what did God do to begin to let the, 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 the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit um, pour into my heart to bring healing? God began doing it. I, I opened the, my heart for healing when I started distinguishing between fact and story. The other thing I needed to do is I needed to rewrite the story. I need to rewrite the story. I have learned, for me personally, prayer is a perspective altering moment with God. I come to God with all these all these messed up stinking thinking. And, and I'm like, God, this is how I feel about what happened. And God is like, you know, let me holler at you for a hot minute. Let me teach you what it actually means. And that's what that's what the Bible is. The Bible is God's opinions on life. And when you read the Bible, you're actually exchanging thoughts with God. You're giving God your crazy thinking. And you're taking his ideas, solutions, suggestions about how you ought to see life. How you ought to see yourself and your journey um, and your stumbles. So I had to reinterpret the story. And I had to reinterpret the story by first just identifying the facts. Now here is the facts. Here is the facts. I grew up in a large family. There are like eight of us. My father had like 15 children. His favorite Bible verse was, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the place. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, have other people help multiply too. You know what I mean? Don't do it by yourself. I mean, we were at my father's funeral, right? Really nice guy. So people were like crying. And we heard, we heard a, a couple of ladies. They're like, daddy, why did you leave us? What? Did she just say daddy? Not the best place to meet new siblings, right? Yeah, no. No, not the best place. So, so at a large family, right? There were eight of us, eight of us with my mom. And, um, and um, I was in a boarding school for blind kids. And when I came out, my dad had died and uh, uh, a lot of my other siblings came to live, came to live with my mom. And there just, just wasn't any room. There were like 10 of us in one room. 10 of us in one room. They just had no room. You know, it didn't put me on the floor because they were punishing me. I slept on the floor because they wanted me. A lot, of, a lot of parents didn't know what to do with blind kids. They didn't know. So they, 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 they put them in the system. They put them in, in, in homes, in group homes. They didn't know what to do with them. My mom said, you know, there's no way all my kids won't be together. And she worked three days a week, part-time, cleaning the bathrooms of the local ferry. But she said, I don't care what it takes. I'm going to keep all my kids together. Had no clue. What do you do with a physically challenged child? Had no clue. She did not care. So, so what I thought was an act of hate, was an act of ven uh, 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 um, vindictiveness, was actually supreme love. That's what new stories do for us. Yeah? And, and, and let, me, let me tell you another huge blessing 
that, that, that came from this. It came from this. I, I, I think, Rafa, you, you were saying it um, this evening when we were talking, that, that I, I'm translating what you said. N not in Portuguese, but in English. I'm translating. That, that a, a pandemic is a terrible thing to waste. Don't let this, don't let this COVID come and go without you experiencing some radical blessings from it. So, so, so another huge blessing is I got to grow up with my siblings. And my siblings, like I shared with you guys, they're tough. And they, they didn't cut me any slack. Never did. A lot of, you know, I, um, I, ran, I ran a non-profit for blind individuals. Um, a national um, non-profit where we, um, it was like a phone program. And it was really, really amazing. We had, um, we had a gym over the phone. We had health seminars over the phone. We taught computer classes over the telephone. I mean, I mean, it was such a blessing that um, Christian Record Service, that, that's a, that used to be ran by the General Conference, they're like, we just love what you do. Could we just take it over? I'm like, let the Lord lead. You know, uh, but, but, but what I learned just working with a disenfranchised community is that a lot of the blind people I encountered, the visually challenged I encountered, they learned helplessness from their parents and their siblings. They taught them that they were impotent and they couldn't do much for themselves. Not my siblings. No. No, if I tried making excuses, like I would break a few dishes and say I'm blind, I can't see to do it, they would, they would slap me upside the head. They'd be like, if we drop money on the floor, you would see it. Wash those dishes, boy. <laughs> Rough siblings, you know what I mean? But let me tell you something. It made a man out of me. It made an independent, thriving, go-getter out of me. I remember a couple of years ago, I, was, I wanted to go to Japan. Um, I was preaching on the Navy base. And um, one of my friends, um, who's, um, she's like, look, Dex, I speak Japanese and I see and I got lost in Japan. Do not go by yourself. <laughs> I'm like, she don't even know who she's talking to. I had an attorney in my church. She, was, she did an internship in Japan. I'm like, girl, you teach me some Japanese. I said, the first thing I needed to teach me is I don't see well. She's like, watashi wa me and I des. I'm like, got it. When I showed up in um, Narita, I'm like, watashi wa me and I des. They're like, we got a taxi for you. We got a hotel for you. Seven days all over the country. Never a problem. Why? Now that happened because they taught me courage. Because they never allowed me to make excuses for my sightlessness. The gift of sleeping on the floor and having my clothes in the trash bag. My clothes was in a trash bag because there simply wasn't any closet space. So here, 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 here. Let, me, let me come full circle for you. And then we can do our jam session, right? Um, I said earlier that my, the transformational moment came when I started seeing my life through the eyes of those who thought I was somebody special. You know, my, my brother-in-law, and let me tell you all, I have the best in-laws ever. I know they're the best because we do a lot of vacations together. That's how you know you're tight with your in-laws. Right, Christine? And Robert? Right. So, so we were, I, was, I was doing my father-in-law's funeral about four years ago, and Robert spoke before i did i mean he really just messed things up his his five minutes was so powerful i'm like no pressure right no pressure 
But he got up and he shared something, Robert, and I'll never forget it because it really, it moved me deeply. You know, he said, look, he said, I was talking to dad. And dad said to me, Robert, I love you. And, and Robert is like thinking, well, how could you love me? I, I'm not married. You know, I haven't given you grandkids. You know, I, 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 I don't have a master's. You know, I, I don't have this big set of education. How could you say you love me? And he goes on, right? He goes on with a list. I don't have a big six-figure paying job. You know, I don't drive a fancy car. How could you say you love me? What, what have I done to deserve your unconditional love? And, 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 and Teo says to him, I love you because you're my son. I love you because you're my son. I read in 1 John 3 and verse 1, it says, What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we are called sons and daughters of God. He loves us because we are his sons and daughters. Friends, family, if God thinks so highly of us, then the least we can do is think the same way about ourselves. If he could invest like he did, he came a long way to show us that his love is for real, then why don't we do that? Because I've had to do that every day to keep healing my broken heart. And what I should have, what I should have entitled my talk is uh, the, the new story that continues to heal my broken heart. I have to remind myself every day when I feel broken, when I feel lost, when I feel hopeless, when I feel like I don't belong, when I feel like I'm, I'm undeserving. Um, I have to keep reminding myself I am incredibly loved. I'm, I'm, I'm near and dear to his heart. And I want to see myself like he sees me. Thank you for listening to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Learn more at oacvancouver.ca. If you're in Vancouver, join us for worship Saturdays at 11 a.m. at 5350 Bailey Street. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. God bless you and have a wonderful day.